Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm meteorologist Ed Russo, and we've got... Meteorologist Steve Knight. How are you today, Ed? Good, Steve. How are you? Hey, hanging in there. Uh, another Friday. I counted them up, and this is my 22nd Friday working from home. 22nd Friday. Isn't that hard yeah. to believe? That's like... 22, 22 in a row and that's, counting. That's coming up on half a year. It is. It is. I mean, if you do, do, do the math, it was late March, and now we're into uh, mid-August almost. So there you I go. Know. I feel yeah. like I've been working at 21 for six years. Yeah. That's how long March seems ago. Yeah. But I also and feel you, like I haven't been working there because I've been hardly been in the station. Right. And you started – it's been over a year. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had your one-year anniversary, what, last month? Yes. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I got a, I, I got a, a work email. Yeah, oh, you so, didn't get a gold watch? I did not get a gold watch yet. <laughs> no, you didn't even get a shout-out from me or Tom or Stacey. So I know. I know. Just no, I, absolutely no respect. I should just, no I should just respect. quit and let you guys handle the weekend. <laughs> there you go. Then all of a sudden you'd become very important, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it weird how that works? Hey, wait a minute. I handled the weekend for you last week. Yes, weekend, you did. So Thank I don't you want to so hear much. But hey, you know, I, I tried taking vacation and I uh, still ended up working. So, yeah, well, um, you ran into Isaias. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that was, um, that was, you know, honestly, that was fun. Um, obviously, you don't want to see any kind of damage in that situation, but right. just, you know, seeing, you know, Mother Nature's force like that was, was pretty interesting. Um, I'm still digging sand out of my ears. I would guess. But, you know, that's that's the crazy thing, because, you know, I've you know showered every day for the past week and I still have sand stuck, you know, in the corners of my ears. It's crazy that that was the most painful part about it. It was just, just the, the sand wind. being kicked up by the winds. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we did the morning show five to seven a.m., there was not too much going on. But, right. man, at like eight thirty to eleven thirty, it just yeah. was. It was crazy. And yeah, and uh, where you were at, which uh, was Stone Harbor, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were you were kind of on the wrong side of things uh, for that storm. You were kind of where you really did not want to be. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And, and it was that three-hour time frame as that northeast eye wall was approaching. So you're yeah. typically where the strongest winds are. And then by noon, the eye wall started to, the eye, the center started to move over South Jersey and the winds really, you know, backed yeah. off just in time for the noon newscast. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but they were able to show some of the video, I think, during the right. shot. Uh, you just yeah. didn't get your, you didn't get your live Jim Cantor moment where you were, yeah. Right. It's where hard you were. to do. I mean, because, you know, you got to have a really, the, I get the lav mic I was using even that, putting your hand over it, uh, it still sounds real yeah. staticky because the yeah. wind was just blowing so hard and the sand was was pelting it too. So I right, just, and for folks who don't know, I mean, Ed was you were also you were a one man band. I mean, you you were literally, and this just goes to show you, technology of this day and age. You were by yourself with your cell phone. And going live in newscasts. And I got to tell you, 
I mean, from from an optics standpoint, and obviously you did a great job, but from an optics standpoint, it looked pretty good. I mean, it's HD. I mean, <laughs> you know, it looked pretty good. You know, uh, I, probably a lot of folks had no idea you were just standing there by yourself holding your cell phone like you were, you know, recording a selfie video. And I, yeah, and I had a, I had a, I have a pretty firm um, tripod that yeah. you can make really small. You can, you can, you know, stand it up about four or five feet high, or you could collapse it. When you collapse it, the, the, uh, you just bunch all of the three rods together sure. and it becomes a pretty thick, firm selfie stick, so to speak. And it, it held the phone pretty good. I was worried it was going to snap off, but it didn't. I think the, no, it, the, uh, it looked good. The, the hardest part I think was just trying to speak into the microphone enough where I could be audible. Yeah. Because that was, that was definitely difficult. My raincoat was causing a lot of noise too. Yeah. Of course I bring all of my work equipment with me. And the one thing I forget is my CBS 21 jacket. Oh, (laughs) right. And that's probably, it's probably the only thing the boss mentioned. Right. You you didn't get a pat on the back. You didn't get a way to go. You didn't get to really appreciate it. You got a, Hey, where was your CBS 21 gear? CBS 21 jacket. And (laughs) I use the uh, I use my grandfather, who's he's been gone since two thousand eight, but he had he had his uh, old poncho in the um, in the uh, closet at our house in Stone Harbor, and I just put that on. I put it to good use after you know twelve years. So there you go. I'm sure. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was quite proud of you. So, a yes. little bit yes. of a uh, little bit of inside baseball here. I believe it was last Friday. You texted me. And I, you know, I knew where you were. I knew you were in South Jersey. And you said, hey, it looks like Isaias might be coming right for me early next week. Do you think I should <laughs> let them know, let the bosses know that I could possibly be available to either, you know, send some video back or, or maybe go live or whatever? And I applaud you for that. Um, but I, I basically said to you, I was like, look, man, don't say anything until next week. Yeah. Go enjoy your weekend because about the time you volunteer that you're in the path of this storm, they're going to have you doing reports all weekend long. And right. maybe not even for CBS 21. It could be for our other stations, right. our other Sinclair-owned stations that are all around the country. So my advice to you was, dude, go enjoy your weekend, do some surfing, have, have a good time. If you still feel this way on Monday, then by all means. Well, yeah, you know, and by Monday, uh, yeah. I was like, okay, this thing's going to hit. You know, you know right. what? Here's the thing. I would be out there recording video anyway. Yeah. So, no, right, being a weather nut, sure. Right, and it was it, – it's it's really like it's, – it, it's thrilling, you know. Yeah, it was fun. Like, it was cool. Um, it really – obviously, it added to uh, – to our coverage because to the viewer at home, it looked like, well, we, you know, we deployed Ed. We got a, we got a hurricane coming. So we, we made Ed go out into the eye of the storm. We, uh, until now we didn't let anybody know that you were, you were just on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely, uh, interesting. And I, um, I guess that, you know, I've been to the beach before to cover prep like that, but I haven't actually hung around. I remember back when I started my career, we had Irene that was coming up the coast, and I and I said, Dad, I'm, why, why don't I just stay here at the beach house? Right. And he said, No, you're coming. There's a mandatory yeah. evacuation, and mandatory right. meaning if you didn't have property, you had to leave. If you had property, you could stay. Right. And I wanted to stay, but uh, back then I I should I, I should have told him 
you know, dad, this could be really good stuff that I could. Yeah. For my this could career. be career making. Yeah, this is career making. I didn't have that yeah. line back then, but I have that right. line now. <laughs> well, you, you crossed this one off your bucket list, so good for you. So yeah. was there anything about the storm in, in retrospect that that uh, surprised you or or that stood out to you? You know, this was the first time in years that I've actually been there. Because, you know, I've been, I've been in the Midwest doing the broadcasting gig. Right. Um, this was the first time that I really actually was – directly in the path of a tropical system where I'd be right on the right side of it, where I would be getting the worst. Yeah. So I think what surprised me the most was how fast things changed. I mean, the, the waves, you remember my live shots early in the morning around. Yeah. There again, you sent me a text and you said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm basically, I'm trying to look at the radar on my phone, but from what I can see on my phone, I should be fairly quiet for a little while here before before all Hades breaks loose. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. So yeah, your, your live shots uh, during the morning hours, Tuesday morning, I mean, it was a little windy. It was right. a little cloudy, but it, there was also a nice sunrise. Right. And it just, it went downhill fast. You know, you, yeah. you had two to three foot waves turn into 15 to 25. I mean, it was just amazing how fast it changed. You know, you think about how fast the weather can change. The yeah. ocean can change like that. So right. It was it was really crazy to see how fast the water came up and how how large the waves got and how quickly that happened. And you know, I know that theoretically that that's what happens, but to, to, just to stand there to see it, to right? See to it. not to not to not watch it on video, to not read about it, to not. Now, was there anybody else that was crazy enough? I mean, you were you were you know doing your job, even though you're on vacation. But you were doing your job. Was there anybody else that was crazy enough that was just out there trying to get the experience of, I want to see what it's like to go through a tropical storm? Yeah, yeah. There were two guys um, just in in trunks, walking up to the um, walking up through the pier, and they, I, I didn't. I assume they got in. This was during <sighs> the worst of it. Wow. They just ran, and, and I'm like, should I say something? You know, and I'm not, they're grown adults. I'm not going to say anything. No, they, exactly. They, they, they know what's, but I mean, yeah, there were people that would do stuff like that. So, and you always Well, you know, Ed, they, they tell me that alcohol is a hell of a drug. <laughs> That's what they and tell that, me. Yeah, that might have been, uh, might have been, uh, <laughs> That's been all I can think of. On, yeah. On yeah, that, on that route. So, yeah. hey man, let's go. Yeah, let's you know go. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, dude, yeah. No everything seems like yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good idea until you know you get caught in a rip rip current and uh... right when you realize maybe it maybe I shouldn't be doing this is when it's already basically too late. Yeah, so, right. When you become a, a statistic on the evening news. Yeah, didn't hear anything, so I think they probably turned around. Yeah, um, or maybe they just knew they were going to be getting wet from all of the rain so right. they just went outside in trunks and up to the beach so i didn't actually see them get in the water but it looked like that's what they were going to do well you know the thing here locally and this didn't surprise me so much but it's also it's always the million dollar question whether we're talking about snow or whether we're talking about because that storm in a lot of ways obviously a very powerful storm but in a lot of ways um had a lot of the same characteristics of what we would term a nor'easter during the winter uh, in terms of how it kind of interacted with central Pennsylvania. It was always a question of where was the cutoff line going to be mm-hmm. in terms of really heavy rain uh, as opposed to eh, a decent rain. 
Right, you know, and Franklin County out towards Chambersburg didn't get that much. And then once you no. get to York and Lancaster, it really... Right. You know, that, that's the case where the western part of the viewing area gets two inches and the eastern part gets two and a half feet. Yeah, and the, it, even more, you know, specific, if you just looked at Lancaster County, um, once you got to the west of essentially 222, which kind of cuts the county in half south of Lancaster City, and then it cuts kind of catty corner out toward Ephrata. Yep. So it was really that was kind of kind of give or take that was kind of the cutoff, but that southeast corner of Lancaster, uh, over seven inches of rain, and basically along the Chester Burks line, it was anywhere from about five to seven, and then as I think uh, some of our listeners know, um, there was a pretty powerful confirmed tornado in Doylestown, which if you know you get on the turnpike, and you know when you get off the turnpike to go into Philadelphia. Uh, right there at King of Prussia. Doylestown is not that far from King of Prussia. It's a little bit right. to the north. Um, and so, you know, you didn't have to go too far down the road to where you got into some serious damage in the eastern parts of Lancaster County. Uh, really heavy rain. That's where they had some issues with trees down, wires down, and uh, flash flooding. Was that was that an EF2? I think so. Okay. Although there were, like, I got... <laughs> I was reading about them as they were confirming them throughout the day on Wednesday, and there was like 12, you know, in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland. You know what I mean? So I can't specifically remember that one, but I EF2 sounds right. Yeah, and in and, and North Carolina, there was uh, another tornado spawned by East Aeus, and um, I got to tell you, I think it was the strongest tornado since 2005. And from a tropical system. Oh, okay. That was an EF three. Right. That was an yeah. EF three. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was talking about this all week because I was showing that Winfield graphic, and it, it kept bringing, it kept bringing. I, there were other forecasts I was reading that was saying, you know, could have gusts of you know thirty, thirty-five miles per hour in New York City, but you know that Winfield graphic that we have, it kept bringing hurricane gust winds like directly into New York. So I kept saying, I kept saying, you know what? I, you know, not to mention when you combine it with, you know, the the uh, architecture of Manhattan. I kept saying, you know, we, we could have 80-mile-per-hour gusts in uh, in New York City. And yeah. uh, not to pat myself on the back, but that's what happened. And unfortunately, um, there was a fatality, like, in downtown Manhattan yep. where a guy got crushed by a tree when it uh, got toppled over and hit his car. I mean, they had 75, 80-mile-per-hour wind gusts in New York City. Sure. And, you know— Crazy. It- Normally, normally when you know this system made landfall in North Carolina, and once, once that these systems make landfall in North Carolina, they usually have time to weaken. But this thing was moving so fast, yeah, it was reminiscent of, of Hazel, which of course I don't remember because it happened. You probably yeah. don't remember it happened back in no. 1954, right? But it made landfall in South Carolina, moved moved north at like 30 to 40 miles an hour, and was still yeah. producing hurricane force winds in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, it was really the speed of the system that, yeah. that really helped keep the wind field strong, super strong, even as it worked north through Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like as the weather gods giveth, they take it away. Because that was one thing that that did really help uh, in a lot of areas was the fact that it even surprised me as it came on shore Tuesday morning. We're getting the updates from National Hurricane Center. It's like, okay, this thing is now moving forward at 25. 30 miles per hour, yeah, uh, which is fast, which is good in terms of the rainfall. But to your point, because it just doesn't sit and spin a la Harvey, um, but to your point, it was bad in terms of the wind field. 
for every from everything that I could gather out of Isaias, uh, in the end, and this is a little unusual. In the end, the wind with this one was worse than the water. Yeah, I mean, you know what, what I mean? Well, the wind caused more problems than damage. Yeah. I, I was obviously in Jersey, but even like the gusts in Central PA, what were they like? Whether you get up, not much. Or- not yeah, much. Not I mean, much. here once you got over into Lancaster, twenty five thirty, but okay. for the good portion of the viewing area, and that's what's always odd about these tropical systems, because, as you know, you know when you get into a situation like like we've had here recently, um, where we'd actually gotten to a point where we had a rainfall deficit for the year. We certainly had a short term rainfall deficit. July, we were over three inches in the hole in terms of rain. Um, these tropical systems can actually be a good thing, and really. To be honest with you, I mean, for 95% of the CBS 21 viewing area, Isaias was a good thing. Yeah. That's just, there's no other way to put it. It was a good thing. It was. You know, it was it was needed rain. Uh, there were only some isolated areas that really dealt with flooding. All of our flood warnings, even on the Conestoga River in Lancaster County, that was allowed to expire by midnight. You know, nobody took on big water. You know, nobody, you know, nobody has had to call the insurance company because their home got washed away. Right. Um, you know, so really for the overwhelming majority of us, it was kind of a, a short-term drought buster. Yeah. And, you know, and right, you know, these tropical systems, they're always in that negative light, but they do have some value, obviously. And Yeah. Putting, putting well, I'll tell you this. I might actually have to mow my grass this weekend for the first time in two weeks. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's been that dry. I do. Yeah, I do want to go, I, and I and I did want to ask you if you wanted to talk about this, but I'm just going to go ahead and get right into sure. it. Um, I did pronounce Isaias wrong a few times. Um, okay. I had to really think about it. Yeah. And a lot of people have had the same problem, and I know there's some people out there that can just look at the pronunciation and remember it, but there's something mm-hmm. phonetically about it. And just the way you have to say it, mm-hmm. that it just causes this uh, fuzziness in your brain. And I'm second guessing, you know, is it Isaisis or does it, is there three S's? Is there, is there two S's? And I know on my live shot, I mispronounced it incorrectly once, but it's the kind of thing where nobody's going to notice because everyone right. seems to have trouble pronouncing it. But right. I was getting frustrated because it's like, I'm trying to look up where the center of this storm is, but I'm busy trying to pronounce the name of a storm, wasting time trying to communicate yeah. a danger, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm distracted and right. bogged down by trying to make sure I pronounce this correctly. So I really feel like I don't know what the, you know, policy was behind choosing this specific name, but I feel like from a communication standpoint, you want to choose a name that's easy to pronounce. Yeah, yeah, right. Like two syllables, uh, easy to pronounce. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, I did a, a little bit of research on this because I, too, was going, okay, what is wrong with Ike? What is wrong with Irv? You know what I mean? Like, you know, come on, guys. Um, this, And w- it was difficult to pronounce after saying it, like, literally over a thousand times. I got to the point where I could say it in my sleep. Um but, you know, I wrote down a phonetic – here's what I did. I wrote down a phonetic spelling of it, E, Psi, E, Us. Broke it down into four syllables, letter E, Psi, letter E, Us. And I wrote that down and I kept it on my desk. And what helped me was I stopped looking at the spelling of it. Because if I looked at I-S-A-I-A, I would yeah. like, I-S-A-I-S-A. 
if I just looked at my phonetic spelling and didn't think about what, you know, how it was spelled actually, that's how I got to the point where I could get through it. But I did a little research and it's an international committee that comes up with the names. So, you know, I think that has something to do with it. So it's not like, look, it's not like it's a bunch of, uh, it's a room full of Americans that are sitting in the room, sure. you know, that are, you know, and who would probably go with Irv or Ike or something along those lines. It's a, it's an international committee that comes up with these names. Yeah. So there you go. I think it's once in a while where we get like Cristobal. Remember Cristobal, but some people were saying Cristobal, 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 you know, I know, you know so. I know. Yeah. So, so that one was kind of, you know, hard to say too. And I think I said it both ways. Yeah, so. and a few years back we had George, which is George with an S on the end. Yeah, yep, I remember and that. And everybody's going, why not just be George? Right. <laughs> I just, you know, it's and I'm not blaming anybody. It's just it's just frustrating when yeah. I'm wasting time trying to pronounce a yeah. name rather than communicating information that could, you know, save lives. Yeah, like no, it was it was it was not a good name. I heard it pronounced so many, so many different ways. And look, for you and I, it's our job to get it right, and it's our job to to pronounce sure. it right. And and you know that's why you and I would would you know spend a whole bunch of time on it, and beat ourselves up if we if we didn't get it correctly. I mean, we're we're the one person in the room that should be able to pronounce it correctly. Um, it was really tough. I mean, you talk about reporters or, or anchors that didn't have to say it very often. I mean, you know, only every once in a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these people that had to learn how to try to say this. I know. And I heard it said a bunch of different ways, not just on our station, but on uh, any station that I flipped around and was watching. And even on national coverage, uh, I heard some, some national, some prominent, I won't name names, but some prominent national reporters, um, that butchered it. In fact, I had a friend of mine tell me, and I, I tried not to get upset because it proved that they were watching the Today Show. But I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine tell me that Al Roker, like, couldn't get it right and never got it right. So there you go. You know, I. That's if you really, really try, you can do it. Yeah. Right. If you really, really. That's the moral of the story. It's just you know how much work are you putting in here. Well, early on, like when it, you know, when it first became named or it was getting close to becoming named, like I would literally, I'd be literally, you know, sitting there, you know, that, you know, as you know, they give us like 30 seconds till you're live, 15 seconds till you're live. I would be, I'd be standing there going, Isaias, Isaias, Isaias. I'd be saying it. Isaias, 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 Isaias. I'm definitely, I, I think I got probably in the past week, I probably got at least 10 hours of overtime trying to pronounce it. Yeah. Right. So we'll see right. if that's a, we'll see if that's approved. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I don't think that one's gonna yeah. fly. In the comment section, you. I have to write why. Yeah. Um, practicing pronunciation. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So tying a bow on Isaias. Yeah. And I hope that's the last time I ever have to say it. Yeah. Um, so what are we thinking here now that we're uh, transitioning to mid-August? What are we thinking here, you know, down the road, second half of August? A lot of people have been asking me um, after our record-breaking July, you know, uh, that was the big question kind of the first few days of August is, you know, is that going to continue? And it was pretty hot last weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody wants to know, you know, uh, how are we looking here for 
not only toward the end of August, but uh, maybe even into September. What are you seeing? It doesn't. It doesn't look like anything. I, I mean, it's you know, July was was record breaking in terms yeah. of just how hot we were, and it was really the the overnight lows. I mean, we weren't actually near any record highs during the month of right. July. It was the the overnight lows were so warm, and that right. gave our average temperature much higher than than normal. But normally you don't have two record breaking months like that back to back. Right. So statistically, um, that would seem unlikely, but obviously statistics don't have anything to do with right. effect yeah. on the atmosphere. Right. So, but it does, it does look more reasonable in terms of yeah. being closer to climatology. Um, yeah. But still some hot, hot days. I mean, early next week, we're going to be bumping up into the, the low nineties and it's, I mean, the air mass outside is so tropical oh. right now. I mean, it's yeah. not, we're not even going to hit, um, we're not going to be close to 90 today, but it's, it still feels super, super muggy because there's just so much moisture in the air, hence the flash flood watch. Yeah. Uh, no, I ran a couple of this morning, and all I had to do was just take a couple of things out of the back of my car and, you know, carry them into the house. And after about three trips, I, I mean, I was starting to drip sweat. Yeah. It's just so muggy out. Yep. You know, and I think that trend's going to continue here. You know, as we sit talking here today, uh, on the seventh day of August, I think I think we're looking at some fairly humid conditions here for probably about the next week. And, and you mentioned it looks like highs uh, into the low nineties early next week, um, but you know, nothing outrageous. And then I think we're going to get back into a groove here where we've got, you know, a lot of days where we're talking mid to maybe upper eighties and. I think that's I think that's going to kind of be the trend here for the next month, even into mid-September. Maybe some spikes here and there where it's a little hot, but but closer to where we should be in terms of overall high temperatures. Right, and the interesting thing will be, you know, and kind of going back into the hurricane topic, you know, the um, it still looks like an incredibly active season. Right. And the more named storms we have, the more chances, you know, that one of them is going to have some impact on the area. I remember 2005, every single storm, it went from the Gulf straight up or went yeah. along the East Coast. And PA got several, several storms give us, or Pennsylvania saw several storms come through that gave us heavy rain. So I'm willing to bet that, you know, August, especially September and October, that we're going to see a period at least of above, of, wetter than normal conditions because of that. Yeah, and uh, 2005, I mean, this is the most active that we've been since 2005 in terms of named systems uh, this Today, early. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I did we, I think in 2005, if memory serves, we blew through all of the names in the alphabet and we had to go to the Greek alphabet? Yep, yep. Does that yep. ring a bell? I think that was the only season we had to go to the Greek alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You know, and, we were, what were the names? I can't even remember, like, you know, Alpha or alpha, something. Alpha, Beta, like that. Gamma. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Yeah. The National Hurricane Center upped their numbers, 16 to 25. You know what it was pure, uh, previously? Uh, well, you, uh, I wanted to say, like, 8 to 12 or something. Yeah, so they, they definitely bumped up the expected number of named yeah. storms, 16 right. to 25. And we, yeah. don't, we don't use – so if, if we get 25 named storms, we're going into the Greek alphabet because yeah. – we don't use X because there's right. hardly any names with X. I don't think right. we use, we don't use Y. So I don't think so either. Yeah. I, I think, think 25 would push us into the, you're right. Yeah. So 25 would push us into the Greek alphabet. So therefore right. asked is taking us through all the names. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we got to gamma. That sounds right. 
Yeah, so that would have been 28 storms. I could something like that, that. Yeah, but wow, you could know, do it. And and I don't think they've. And even in 2005, they weren't predicting that number of storms. It was less. It just came in more than the prediction, both from Colorado State and the National Hurricane Center. This is this right. is the highest prediction that the National Hurricane Center has ever made, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right on that. So, why should we not be surprised that in 2020, the National Hurricane Center breaks their record for amount of predicted named storms? And the amount of names that are difficult to say. Yeah. Add that to the I list. haven't looked beyond. Do you know what's next? Obviously, it would be a girl's name. Uh, I haven't even looked. Josephine. Thank you. Thank you. And the next Thank one, you. The next one is Kyle. Thank you. The next okay. One is Laura. All right. Our jobs are cake. Yeah. No, this the is good. One. This is yeah. good. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> um, yeah. So very, very easy names. I think we've got through the worst part of the hurricane season in terms of naming. The but, tough names. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of, uh, I mean, let's hope a lot of these are storms for the fish. But, yeah, you know, that's what we we call them fish storms when uh, essentially they get cranked up and and what happens is they, they kind of drift out, you know, either toward the Caribbean or toward the Atlantic and then a front comes along and picks them up and we call them fish storms because they just kind of, they pirouette, instead of pirouetting and, and working their way up the uh, east coast of the United States, uh, they pirouette and work their way up uh, through the Atlantic, take that northerly, northeasterly path up through the Atlantic and just kind of dissipate as they get up yeah. in the cold water. Right. And it's just, you know, the fact that we're at the letter that we should be, I mean, we don't usually typically hit I until October. Yeah. And we're still over a month out from the peak. So it's concerning. Um, well, folks might remember we got a pretty good punch uh, and some flooding here from uh, Ivan. Yeah. And uh, 2005. And that was I well, I remember it because at the time I was doing traffic reports for the Penn State radio network. And I mean, all kinds of roads were closed, shut down, trees down over roads, blah, 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 blah. There was a bunch of questions as to whether or not Penn State was even going to play their game because people couldn't get. So to your point, we were into the eyes and that was either late September or early October. Yeah, and that just that just tells you how far along we are, and yeah. that was an active season. Yeah, and that was an active season, right? So exactly. It really kind of puts some perspective. In two thousand five, we got to Zeta. Wow. So it was Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta. We don't use U. U to U is not a letter that's used. Z is not a letter that's used. Okay. X is not a letter that's used. So if we get twenty three name storms we'll be basically getting into the Greek alphabet. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against it at this point. Yeah, me either. So, definitely thinking we probably get some above average rainfall from the active tropical season that still for the most yeah. part is ahead of us. Yeah. And then of course the stationary front, which Yeah, yeah, with stationary front is what we're dealing with here uh, today and uh, heading into the weekend where, you know, uh, one minute it's raining, one minute it's sunny. Mm -hmm. It's a nightmare for, for guys like you and me to forecast because what stationary fronts do is they just kind of drape themselves over your area and little waves of energy kind of ride along that front. And so it's really, really, it's, well, it's not really, really, it's impossible, literally impossible to sit there and say, hey, it's going to be doing this in Lemoyne. Meanwhile, it's going to be doing this in Dallastown. Meanwhile, it's going to be doing this, 
you know, <laughs> in Lebanon, and it's going to be doing this in Coryville at any given moment when you get these stationary fronts. Yeah, and you could seriously have parts of the area that see a total washout of a day and other parts where it's just, you know, a little drizzle here and there. Yeah, right. So, yes, it's uh, and that's the way. Yesterday, yesterday had the potential. It was actually turned out to be okay, but today looks like it might be a little worse. Could be, so. could be. I mean, some areas have already picked up, uh, you know, uh, there was a decent little downpour, uh, northern Lancaster, where they don't need it. Yep. Same thing, uh, northern Dauphin. So we'll see. Um, but uh, for those that are listening here on Friday, you're in for Tom tonight. So have fun. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. But coming back from vacation and working hard immediately. There you go. <laughs> Jumping right back into the swing of things. Yeah. So, well, we are at 30, 30. 30 minutes. Wow. Wow. How time flies when you're having fun and talking weather, right? Talk weather for five minutes. It seems like 30. I know it flies by every time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, all right, Steve, it was great talking to you. I'm sure I'll see you sometime within the next year. Um, You bet. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, reunite here somewhere down the line, but take care of yourself, Ed. Okay. Yeah, you too. You're listening to it's raining Mets.